Don't turn it off now. You need this stuff. Tampa Bay's Tantalk Radio Network. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for takeout order at 727-501-9090 that's 727-501-9090 they truly have the best smoking barbecue in town oh and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce that's the rib shack barbecue in downtown largo 727-501-9090 i'm telling robert from nostalgic radio and cars sent you this is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer one, and great desserts. They even make the bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Largo Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. I mean, they're finished. My turn. Set. What happened? What did you tell me? Everything. Huh? Well, they have to do that to remove the jaw. Ah, consider yourself very, very lucky. Next. It's me, Arthur Denton. I'm next. Does, uh, that have an appointment? Ask it. I'm off duty. I've been saving all month for this. I think I need a root canal. I'm sure I need a long, slow root canal. Let's go. Higher history of dental problems. Shut up! Yes, doctor. I went to a terrible dentist on Wednesday who was recommending me, but... Somebody that I saw on Monday, who's the brother of a man that I usually see on Sundays. And their mother actually taught them everything that they know. She's incredibly gifted and quite elderly, and a lot of people think she shouldn't be working. But I go to her because I'm just incredibly devoted to her strength. She can't really see who you are, but she knows, she knows the sound of your voice. And if you tell her where it is, the problem, she eventually works her way back and she finds the trouble and she does it. I wish I had that family, because I can only go so long. That's how I want to be. I don't ever want to have to be just... Comfy? Yes, doctor. I remember the first time I went to the dentist, I thought, gosh, what a neat job. If only I were a dentist. The dentist I went to had the greatest car. He had a Corvette. And I thought, my gosh, everybody calls him doctor, and he's not really a doctor. Oh, my God. Only I got out of here okay. And then, but then you know, after it was all finished, they gave me a candy bar. And I thought to myself, this is what I get, a candy bar? This is what you do. You go through your little thing and you get chocolate out of it. We're getting to work with incredible professionals. We use incredibly, incredibly wonderful equipment. Well, Let's what... take a look at that mouth. Say ah. Uh... your professionalism that I respect. Oh, ah, don't stop that. Don't stop. Come on. More. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. What do you want? Same place. Ah, ah, ah. Ah, 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 ah. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah! 
What's wrong? Get out of here. What's the matter? Go on, get out of here! Right this way. I'm gonna tell each and every one of my friends about you, and they're gonna hear about Just it. Just get it! It's this. Oops. <laughs> Sorry. Damn sicko. Maniacs Hulk Hogan here, the greatest of all times, and I want to let you know you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars and what you're going to do when they run wild on you, brother. <laughs> okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers and Google TamTalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio. Don't forget to check out our watch. I screwed it up already. Don't forget to check out our podcast, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. If you missed any of our past shows, that's where you will find them, obviously. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and Gulfstream Motorsports. In fact, go to our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Bobby, how are you doing this evening? Did I say it right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing good. What? What? What's no, 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 no. I, I asked you. You know what happened? Here's here's what's going on today. Um, today, we played that little clip from Little Shop of Horrors, and there was a scene with uh, Bill Murray and uh, Steve. God, I can't even remember his name. Steve, uh, Steve Martin. Steve, Steve Martin. Martin. Yeah, boy, I'll tell you what. I'm really... You know, you know what? Well, well, here's what happened. I had to go to... The, I cracked the tooth last night. So I had to go to the dentist. And I'm not a big fan of dentists. And they had to extract the tooth. And... Yeah, that's pretty much what it sounded like. Ouch. Anyway. You had a diesel-powered drill. Yeah, but anyway, what happened was is the tooth shattered four times across the top and once midway through the bottom. So they literally had to get in there after they broke everything off and it was snapping and cracking. It's just kind of an eerie feeling when you're sitting there in a dentist chair and you hear crack. I mean, you know, it really sounds like bones breaking or something, but that's literally what was going on. <laughs> so anyway, and they they novocaine me up, so maybe there's some residual novocaine uh, effects here, and that's probably why I can't talk and think and do it. Although I didn't take any medication. <laughs> anyway, um, hey, we got that. Uh, we got our we got our our, our our one of our alumni guests here. Okay, uh, here I'll do it for you. This is Alan, and Robert had a tooth out today. Big deal. I had to work in the Facel Vega on the doors, and now I'm here. Alan, you're supposed to wait for the cue. That is my cue. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah, so just in case I was unable to follow through with the short show, short, I'll be okay. Wait a minute. We have a cough button here, but that ain't going to do me any good because it's only if I cough, right? We need a stroke button. We need a stroke, stroke. (laughs) The big one. The big one. (laughs) Who used to do that? That's a heart attack. That was Red Fox. That was Red Fox. Well, stroke, heart attack, and that's the same thing pretty much? Not if you had one. Not if you had one. <laughs> All right, so what brings. Uh, I know what you're thinking, punk. <laughs> punk. Punk. <laughs> uh, uh, so, Alan, okay. so what were you, What brings you here this evening besides my invite? <laughs> my old Volvo wagon. <laughs> Your old yeah. Volvo wagon. Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so we got Bobby, my son, is in the studio, and then we got Pete. Pete, how you doing tonight? Pete's got a thumbs up. You can say hello in the mic here. Put your face. Doing great. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good. So hang in there, and uh, you'll be live next week. So I see you're wearing a TB shirt. Does that mean Tampa Bay? Yeah, I guess the baseball season started, right? Yeah, baseball season started yesterday. Are you a big baseball fan like Chris? Big-time baseball fan, yeah. Really? Tampa Bay Rays fan. So a little bit disappointing the way they played yesterday. So hopefully they can get it corrected tonight. You think the World Series bound this year? Uh, I don't know if they're going to go to the World Series this year. I don't really know what to expect from this team. It's kind of hard to say. It's a little different team than last year? New players and stuff, or what? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say? Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. You'll keep us in the loop, because I'm sure if you don't, Chris will. Because Chris is off today at the uh, baseball game, right? Yeah, he's covering the game right now. Okay, so now he does a TV sh- or a radio show that's, what, doing? he's doing a sports show now, isn't he? Uh, he's helping out with the uh, Rocket Sports and okay. uh, Entertainment, uh, Rick Sassone, which they do on Saturdays, actually help out with that, too. So, okay, and yeah. now you got some you're working on, too, right, Pete? We're working on something here in the next couple of weeks, hopefully, yeah. All right, well, good. Yeah. Then you'll be you'll be a, uh, a regular 
uh, what do you call it, radio jock here. Hopefully, yes. <laughs> yes, but I do various shows on the weekends. So uh-huh. if you listen on, on Saturdays, I do uh, a uh, big band show from Saturdays from 1 to 3 and just try to interact with all the hosts here on uh, Friday and Saturdays. So. At the world-famous WTAN in downtown Clearwater. Exactly. The oldest AM station in Pinellas County, right, Alan? Right, with the original call letters, too, right? Yeah, I think it does. Yeah, right. WDAE w- in Tampa is no longer WDAE, so it doesn't count. So it's WTAN. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, are cool. you a big-time baseball fan? No, I'm only no, anything that goes round and around makes noise. Wheels, <laughs> <you know>. Burns, <laughs> Burns Fuel and has tires. Yeah, that works. That yeah. works. That works. Hey. I have a 2009 Mustang, so I know how that is. That's yeah. right. I saw that out there. Yeah. In, uh, what's that called? Red Fire? Or, or, uh, is that the color? Red it's Fire? It's a Sangria Red. Sangria Red. Oh, the they sang- changed it in, yeah. in 99. Well, officer, it was a car that was drunk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, good. Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I think, Bobby, you got something on a turntable, and then we've got some guests we're going to bring on here in a little bit, don't we? We actually have some guys from a, another radio station that are going to call in and kind of hang out with us a little bit. And uh, we've been meaning to bring these guys on for quite some time. So in the meantime, we're going to play a little song, and we're going to do another play on the dentist thing here. Okay, this is also from the movie Little Shop of Horrors, and this younger, is Steve Martin. Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgia Getting Cars. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Like shooting puppies with a BB gun. I'd poison guppies when I was done. I'd find a pussycat bashed its head. That's when my mama said... What did she say? She said, my boy, I think someday you'll find a way to make your natural tendencies pay. You'll be a dentist. You have a talent for causing things. Some be a dentist. People will pay you to be inhumane. Your temperament's wrong for the priesthood. And teaching would suit you still Stop be a dentist You'll be a success from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. 
This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road, near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'd like to tell you about Naughty Nancy. No, this isn't a story about a bad girl. This is a truth about a great place to eat and hang out. Naughty Nancy's Food Shack, located at 700 Eldridge Street in the downtown Clearwater area, is a quaint little place nestled under some huge oak trees serving great food and drink and a wonderful, friendly atmosphere. That's Naughty Nancy's, 727-446-3717. They have 10 daily specials as well as many different styles of cooking from Cajun, New England, country, gourmet, and even short order, prepared just the way you want it. So check out this groovy little dew drop in right on the trail. So jog up to our front door, ride up on your bicycle, drive up in your car, or pull up on your motorcycle. And visit my friend Nancy and place your order. That's Naughty Nancy's, 727-446-3717. Hey, mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars and you might get a free drink. Hey, this is Ted Nugent celebrating the American dream on Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back, and you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Hey, let me give you a rundown of what's going on this week. Ah, there's my tooth. It's kind of acting up again. Actually, you know what? A big shout-out to uh, Ronaldo Claudio. He was the uh, orthopedic surgeon that... Um, i got to tell you, I, this is the fourth time I've had to go to him, because this is the fourth time I've cracked a tooth that he has had to literally bring an excavating team in there and, and uh, extract that thing. And uh, Ronaldo Claudio did an unbelievable job. I mean, is painful. And as miserable and as excruciating as it should have been, he made it pretty painless for me. So, uh, big shout out to him, and he did a great job. He's in the phone book, obviously, Ronaldo Claudio. Uh, if you ever need your tooth uh, yanked out of your head, uh, that's the gentleman you want to call. Anyway, all right. Hey, guess what? Alan, you know, we are coming up on May 12th. Actually, actually May 13th is our five-year anniversary. Really? And we look exactly the same. We haven't changed a bit. We haven't aged a bit. We still have those radio faces. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so be sure to stay tuned into our show every week, and we will give you more and more updates because we're kind of uh, working on an anniversary show. Anyway, this weekend, here's what's going on. Starting Friday, Saturday, down in Punta Gorda at the Muscle Car City Museum is Gulf Coast Auto Auction this weekend, and yours truly will be down there working. I will be covering the event for Sports Car Market and American Car Collector. Great magazines, if you get a chance. Check them out. AmericanCarCollector.com and uh, SportsCarMarket.com. Also, the same time, same weekend down at Homestead is the SVRA Miami Historics. That's at Homestead, 9th through the 12th. The uh, Florida Tow Show, if you want to go the other extreme and go to Orlando, and when you wreck your car and ball your car up and you decide you want to junk your car, you obviously want to go to the Tow Show so you can see all what the all the latest and greatest in the, in the record world. Plus, it's a really neat event for kids. I mean, Bobby's been going there since he was a little kid, and it's kind of neat to see all the lights and the horns and the sirens and all the little displays that they have for uh those of us are kind of interested in the, in the uh, wrecker industry or towing industry, and that's the Florida Tow Show. Also, Sunday, the 12th, that's this weekend. Man, I can't believe it. That's this weekend already. At uh, Showtime Drag Step, right down here in our backyard, right off Hamilton Road, is the Car Show Drag and Swap Meet event. Okay, that's Showtime Drag Strip right down here in Clearwater, so off Hamilton uh, Road. Anyway, Bobby, do we have some guests on the phone? Yes, we do. Would you yes, like to bring do. them on? Yeah, um, you know, we have uh, listeners all across the globe, and uh, we got two guys that actually have a really cool radio show of their own. They've been on the air probably for quite some time as well. It's called Motormouth Radio. They're based out of New York, and I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening Ray and Chris, the hosts of Motormouth Radio. Ray, Chris, are you guys there? Yes, I am. Chris, you there? Okay, we'll just do one and a two and a three. Chris, hello. <laughs> okay, Alan, Alan's here. Why don't you say hi, hi to doing? Alan? How you doing? Now we have. I've never done a four-way before. I've done. I've had four different guests on at the same time, but I've ever actually never had a show where I've actually had two teams, uh, two guys on this side and two guys on that side. So, uh, you guys ready to? 
to uh, go, ready for the game show? Talk to us. <laughs> yeah, we're ready to go, uh, uh, Robert. In fact, and hi, Alan. This is Ray. Uh, Chris and I usually don't know how to have a conversation unless we're looking at each other. So this is going to be messy, I think. Well, this is the well. You know, it's interesting because uh, usually, well, actually, we've done this quite a few times. I mean, as far as uh, stare at each other. But at any rate, so tell us a little bit about your radio show. Give us a little background. Yeah, where's your location ex- exactly? We're in Garden City, New York. We're out in the oh. suburbs of the... We're not in the city. We're not in New York City. We're out on Long Island uh, in a place called Garden City. Fisher. And, uh, you know, stones throw from the from the big buildings and the bridges. So how far out is that? Is that anywhere... So that would be what kind of like... Well, you know, it's funny because everybody thinks of Long Island. It's a little itty-bitty place, but that place is huge. It's what, 20-some-odd miles long? Is that what it, it is? A, it's 120 miles long. Oh, 120 miles long. It, it's probably yeah, about... It's six miles wide, so... Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a lot longer than it is wide. It's like my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, now, Chris, where are you at? Are you close by? Are you, uh, are you, both, got, are you both based out of Long Island? No, actually, Ray is out around. Ray is the Long Island boy. I'm from Brooklyn, originally. So I lived in what I like to call Saturday Night Fever land. Oh. <laughs> everybody knows my neighborhood because they see it. Everybody goes around with pink hands and high-top shoes and leather jackets and low-guy haircuts. Kind of like the Vinnie Bobarinos. Yeah, it's like get in your Z28 and get out of here, right? That place. That's exactly it. I have a neighborhood filled with IROC Zs and Mustang 5Os. <laughs> and don't forget Trans Ams now. Don't forget Trans Ams. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Got a couple of TAs here to it. <laughs> One of them was actually delivering uh, pizza last night. I watched him go screaming down my block. So. Really? Okay. Yeah, that type of neighborhood. Okay. So, well, how did your show come about? How long have you guys been doing it now? Oh, Ray and I have been doing the show now about 10 years, but the show actually has been in existence for a little over 13. Really? So, yeah, and it, uh, it started out, uh, a very good friend of mine told me, he said, look, you, you talk about cars at the job all the time, you have a radio background, why don't you do a car show? And I said, no, I said, I don't want to do it, why waste my time? And finally, he just stayed on me for about a year and a half until we finally uh, drew up a proposal for the program director of that radio station, and uh, that was it. He accepted the proposal, and I had a radio show to talk about cars. Ray joined when I, my previous co-host uh, retired and moved, moved to the West Coast, when he was still called on occasion. But that's when Ray joined the, joined the fold, and Ray and I have been doing the show now over 10 years. He's been my longtime radio colleague. Uh, Chris, what's your automotive background? I am the quintessential shade tree mechanic. Well, I was in, in working on cars as a teenager and realized rapidly that I don't like getting my hands dirty on other people's cars. I'll get my hands dirty on my own, but not on other people's cars. So I went into broadcasting. <laughs> How foolish was that? <laughs> so that, that separated what happened. I was, I was the broadcaster of, of the bunch and hung out with a lot of car guys. So when, the way we like to call it is I'm the classically trained radio guy, and Ray is the car tech. Ray has forgotten what I know. And, and truly is, is uh, the man that is so high tech. He's the one that keeps the show rolling. He is the, the, definitely the, the man that has his firm grip on, on automotive repair and modifications, hot rods. He's the, he's the man with the plan. I'm just the guy that keeps the microphone down. Actually, before this phone call, Chris, I forgot who you were. <laughs> I'm glad we're doing this. We're reestablishing all over again. But then, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of old too, so we know who the comedian is. Well, now, Ray, right? What we're going to do is I'm going to let you talk to Alan for a minute because see, it's almost the same situation. I mean, I know cars, and I'm I was in the parts business for for thirty some odd years. But really, when it comes to mechanics, Alan's the mechanic. He's a wrench. He knows in, out, new, old. He's good. Well, actually, back in the day, when I first started, I was a real shade tree mechanic. I couldn't even afford a winch. <laughs> come along to pull the engine out. So I'd hook the chain to the engine, hook it to the tree branch, and wait for the tree to grow. Five years, I had the engine out. <laughs> you know, Alan, we did that when I was a kid growing up. There was one neighbor that had a tree in the backyard that was the engine-pulling tree for all the guys on the block. 
And then when I got older, one of our friends had a swing set, and that's when swing sets were made out of steel. I can see this going bad. (laughs) And we used to pull engines with a block and tackle off that swing set. We'd just roll the car under it, and it just went to everybody's house. (laughs) Did did you guys weld wheels on the bottom of it so you could roll it around, or was it stationary? No, we were too poor to have a welder. We used to, we used to have to go up to a local guy in town who was nice enough to help us out with our projects, and he would weld. Otherwise, we fixed everything with duct tape and bolts. You know. Well, wouldn't the kids throw rocks at you when they're in the swing and you're using their um, swing set? Well, I don't know whose it was originally. I don't think uh, any kids ever tried to claim it back. But we did pull an engine out of a. Uh, we tried hanging a Hemi off that thing once, and oh. we did finally bend it. Well, that's 800 and then, pounds. And then, Yeah, and then what did we do? We took the top bar, and we took another piece of, of round stock and smashed it through the top hollow bar to straighten it out and reinforce it, and we kept pulling engines with that damn thing. There you go. See, that's innovation. Now, Ray, tell us a little about the, uh, you guys, tell us a little about the car culture up there, because, Alan, you had a question, too, because there's some car clubs up there in, in New York. Well, well, car, well, actually, basically, I'm talking a little bit more about the history, if you guys are from Long Island anyway. You probably heard of Art Riley, hey, and because uh, he used to have Riley Motors in Port Washington as a Volvo dealer, and he raced the first eighteen hundred that was in the United States. You familiar oh, with him? Very, well, I'll tell you something. When I, when I was growing up, I was definitely an American muscle car snob. Okay, kind of still am. I mean, I like the foreign stuff. Chris and I each have a foreign car, a sports car that we play with. Yeah. Well, what about uh, Bill Frick? What was his name Bill Frick, the guy that built the Studelax? Bill Frick had a dealership literally uh, uh, six miles from where I grew up on, on Sunrise Highway. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. Yeah. And so but you got we, to you know, see all that. You see a... What about the Griffith? Griffith. Uh, the, we have a great friend, Mike Mooney, who's down in North Carolina, who wrote the definitive Griffith book. And that, that if, you ever, if you read the book, in fact, I'll have to send one to you because I'll send you an autographed copy. I have them here. Uh, I'm Mike's emissary on the up in the upper. Mike used to live up here in, in Suffolk County, and um, that's the history is all throughout Long Island. It's amazing. I didn't know the stuff that was in that book. Right, that just sounds to, great. Yeah, right. Just to give us kind of like a geographical um, kind of whereabouts. When you say Suffolk County, where on Long Island relatively relative is that? I mean, whereabouts? North, south, east, west? I mean, put, okay. give us a geographic location. Uh, Long, Long Island, if you ever look on it on a map, it looks like a big fish, and all the way to the west, or the left side, is the boroughs of Brooklyn, Queens, Kings County. They are, you know, people, guys like Chris who are from Brooklyn think they live in another country, but no, we don't have to go, we'll go across a bridge to get there, so <laughs> Long Island, just the accent changes. It is another country. I know. But then you come east, and you hit the county of Nassau. That's where we are. That's where our show is. That's where I live. Then further east, the larger part of the island, all the way out to Montauk, is Suffolk County. Okay. So there's really only two big counties in uh, on Long Island. So Nassau and Suffolk County, then that kind of correct nails it down. Okay. Well, let's go, go to Manhattan for a minute. Tell us about Gotham Ford. You remember anything about that? Well, of course, Manhattan is is further to the west. You do have to cross a bridge from the Brooklyn side yeah. to get over to Manhattan, and that's another island. That's the island of Manhattan. Yeah. About Gotham Ford, remember any of that? Oh, Gotham Ford. Chris, do you uh, ring a bell for you, Chris? Chris is a historian. It was on West 42nd. Okay, no. Uh, You know what? I'll tell you something. I tell this on our show all the time. When I was young, a teenager, we'd go into Brooklyn where Chris grew up, and we'd have highs. We'd go in with knives, chains, bats, and that was just to go buy a soda because we felt we were going to get jumped and mugged because we were from not from there, you know? Um, and Manhattan was a whole nother thing. You'd go in there and you'd put on your disco shoes. <laughs> it, it, it was the 70s, okay? It was the 70s. The dealership I was familiar with in Manhattan was the Tompkins Cadillac. Because as Ray was the musclehead, I was the guy that drove all the big Buicks and the big Cadillacs. That was my job. I always felt that anybody can look cool doing 70 miles an hour. Try and look cool doing 20. <laughs> Just cruising around with that evil look on your face, that evil stare, and the car doesn't go, just doesn't go over like 350 RPM, and it's just <laughs> a little the block. That was cool in my neighborhood. That's what you did. So we were friends with Dick Potomkin and Potomkin Cadillac. 
Okay. Well, Gotham Ford, just to kind of give you background, that was kind of like the Ford dealership that was the was well known for all the Shelbys and Cobras and stuff yeah, back the high performance and all the high performance Fords. That was the go to Ford dealership in New York. That was one of the Ford dealers that actually swapped engines and Shelbys after they got delivered. Right now, out your way on Long Island, um, old man Griffith, I think he had a Ford dealership. And he's the one that was responsible for bringing the TVRs in, yeah. doing the, the Griffith conversions. Right. Well, Alan, you take yeah. the story. Well, actually, TVR, they sent him a car without a drivetrain, and they had them purchased for the motor mounts, welded in already for the small block. So I had to put them in there to have to convert anything. And who was yeah. one of the first test drivers? Uh, Mark Donahue. Oh, okay. I know. Oh. Okay. That's well cataloged in, in Mike's book, how he, how he met Mark Donahue, which, because he was a, uh, Mike was a Suffolk County Highway Patrol officer at the time. And then from that, it led to him becoming the test driver because he had a badge. So if he got stuck <laughs> doing a, a high-speed run, he could talk his way out of it. Interesting. So, yeah, very cool. And in the book, it also says all of the cars were fitted without engines. They, um, they graphically describe how a technician with a sledgehammer would clearance the cross member to make that engine fit. I believe it. Yeah. Back of those, that's what they call a Ford tool. It's a big hammer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. If you got a Chevy, you have a cutting torch. <laughs> there you go. All right, now, 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 you guys mentioned you had foreign cars. Alan's a foreign car guy, I know, to some extent, and so am I. So, what kind of foreign cars do you guys have? Well, I have a. Uh, I, I had to buy a second one because I love the first one so much. I have a, a Fiat Spider that I that I absolutely I love driving this car. Okay, one twenty four. It's a one twenty four Spider. Yeah, it's a, it's a um, Spider two thousand. The last year of the carbureted versions okay and i'm i just keep my I, I apply hot rod technology to it if i can't get the part i make the part if i don't like what i see i cut it i weld it i change it and someday i'll put a buick v6 in that car <laughs> <laughs> okay ray what do you got i mean uh chris what do you got yeah i have a tr6 i have no train tr6 it's 74 and uh it's pretty much phone stock and uh i like it that way it was a rusty mess when I got it, and it's still a rusty mess, only I covered it up with Fondo and fiberglass, and uh, it, it basically it just blows smoke everywhere you go with it. I always know where it is in the parking lot, because I follow the oil slick, and uh, it keeps everybody uh, wondering, basically, how I can keep that car on the road. And right now, it actually isn't. It hasn't seen the road in about a year. It's been up on jack stands. But what I love about the car is when I pull, it's my calling card. When I pull up in front of a venue or something like that, people will say, you must know something about cars because you're keeping this thing running. <laughs> and I say, yeah, that's basically it. I'm working so, on a TR6 right now for a customer, and yeah. I'm getting rid of the Zenus, and I'm putting the SU6s on it. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I, had, like, I got like... You know, 100, 500 pounds of SUs laying around. Alan, you'll like this. I just, I just had the pleasure of rebuilding a pair of, of Zenus for a friend of ours, our friend Dan, who bought a 1965 P1800. Oh, really? So I got one, too, but continue. And I did those carburetors for him. And that was a trip because I had, I had never done that vintage. I've been rebuilding carburetors for, you know, 35-some-odd years, but never had done one like that. And that was, that was quite, a, quite a trip. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, they're easy. You can let the yeah. car sit for 10 years, and it'll still run. Yeah, yeah well, this, this car had been sitting in Texas, I think, for 25 years or, or more, maybe even close to 30 years. So everything was a chore. I really had to soak the hell out of them to get them freed up. But, uh, you know, a mission accomplished. Yeah, I, got, I literally have tons of parts for those. Actually, I'm taking apart a Jensen car right now. Oh, 19, Jensen, really? Yeah, serial number 1449, and I'm putting some of Jensen's specific stuff on my 65. And um, I got, like... Tons of parts laying around, engines, transmissions, body pieces, whatever. You know, I've just been going through all my stuff now. I got like a perfect set of taillights for an ES, no pitting at all, and the, all the plastic's good. It's just, I've had this stuff for years. It's fun to play with. Volvos are simple, you don't have to re engineer anything. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, somebody. Uh, Ray did the, uh, he rebuilt the carburetors on the TR6 back a couple years ago. That would be maybe about seven, eight years ago. And now, uh, I went to go start the car up last year, and this, the uh, gasoline is coming straight down the back of the carburetor. It runs down in a, in a nice, nice clean stream. Yeah. So it's one of those things I'm going to have to uh, address 
probably in the, in the very near future to get well, them back on the road again. Well, you know what I do on those sometimes? I got a three ounce brass hammer, tap on them, and sometimes they'll straighten yeah. them out. Yeah, I, I think but, you can thank ethanol for a lot of that problem. Oh, for all of it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, um, yeah. somebody just called up and said something about Belmar or Belmont. Is there a lot of cars? Is that someplace up there near you guys? Belmar, New York? Belmar is in New Jersey. Belmont is actually a racetrack that borders kind of the, the Nassau-Queens border, and it's a horse racing track. But okay. We, have, we got we Islip. Islip's what, I, we had Islip Speedway, which was an eighth-mile track years ago. It's been All of our racetracks are closed up here. There's no more... No more racetracks on Long Island. They're all gone. We had five or six of them. They're all all gone. So they got they still got the LIE at four a.m. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Well, then uh, what about Montauk? There used to be a, a road race course up there at the north end of uh, Long Island. That's not there anymore either. That was that was um oh Christ tell me uh, that was um <laughs> here I go blanking out yes there was a very very popular road race course and I will think I of it because I have it right on the tip of my tongue. Um, and and we actually know I I've been out there was I was at the track when it was uh, you know in a, in a, in operation for some motorcycle races but oh, West Hampton, West it's, Hampton it's, thank you guys it's well, actually Belmar train station that's what uh, Charlie oh, was calling Belmar. okay that's that's the Belmore train yes, station yes Belmar. literally literally a mile and a half away from my house that's my that's my Friday night cruise scene oh really oh yeah okay cool beans hey um. For uh, just for 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 as a tribute here, um, I'm sure you guys all watched uh, Dukes of Hazard back in the day. Sure. And uh, I guess uh, a friend of ours just mentioned that uh, the character that was played by uh, the gentleman that played the character Roscoe Pinkeltree, no, he evidently passed away. Yeah, so James gonna, Best. James Best. That's it. We're gonna play a little clip. Bobby, get that fired up. We're gonna play a little tribute here for uh, for Roscoe. Cue the tape. Cue the tape. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Too high. I was dressed for time. No problem. No, no. Now this is this is Cannonball. No, wrong. That's the wrong one. Which get- one? Uh, the one, uh, Roscoe P., the Deuce of Hazard. Oh, get that okay. One. okay, hold on. Let's get that. Well, go ahead and play that one anyway. We'll play this one. This one's for Cannonball, and this one's just to play on uh, me being at the dentist today again. <laughs> this is a little doctor thing. Well, Bobby's getting the other one queued up for us. Go ahead and play that one real quick. Oops, I'm too high. I was dressed for time. No problem. <laughs> Sir, I'm Dr. Nicholas <laughs> Nicholas Van Helsing, professor of proctology, another related tenant, graduate of the University of Rangoon, and assorted night class in Knoxville, Tennessee College of Faith Healing. You may be a little overqualified, this so you got your equipment with you? I never go anywhere without it. However, in my particular line of work, I seldom need more than this. <coughs> or this. Talk about this later, huh? Now, sir, before we commence this odyssey, which I understand will carry us across this grand nation from sea to shining sea, there's <clears throat> the matter of my compensation. I've determined that my services will require the payment of $2,000. I was thinking more along the lines of $200. For, <coughs> fortunately, my practice allows me a certain flexibility. <laughs> After checking my schedule, I find I'll be able to make the journey. As far as the money's concerned, you got a deal. They're off. <laughs> All right, Bobby, you got the other one queued up? All right, here comes the other one. This is the one we were trying. This one's, uh, this one goes out to Roscoe. Dukes of Hazard. There goes those Dukes. And they got a taillight out. I give up. What does he want us for this time? I know I can always ask him. Uh, break a one nine for one Roscoe P. Coltrane. Listen, uh, what exactly is it we're supposed to have done wrong this time? You got a broken tail light, that's a no no, so just pull it over. You're gonna get a five dollar ticket. <laughs> Roscoe, you have a screw loose or something? That's a, that's the third time you've tried to use that phony brake light charge on us this month. Are you gonna try to use it again? Now, I'm serious, you got a broken tail light. I mean it. Now pull it over. Listen up, Roscoe. If you're gonna try and stick us with that phony charge, you're gonna have to catch us first. Oh, they're making a run for it. Good, good. I love it, I love it. It's hot pursuit time, Flash. Look 
this road goes back to the farm, what are you leaving Roscoe back to the farm for? Just for once, I'd like to have Uncle Jesse and Daisy as witnesses when Roscoe tries to pin us with a phony brake light charge. <laughs> I know which copy. You got more tickets than I do. All right, let's get out of here. All right. That brings up tickets. Ray, Chris, how many tickets you guys got? Uh, I've, been, I've been clean for a long time now. I'm, I'm actually on a clean license right now. Really? Oh, yeah. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the ironic thing is, I'm the guy that drives fast. He's the guy that drives slow. <laughs> well, Chris probably, since he lives in Brooklyn, he probably has parking tickets, right? Oh, honestly, I, I have a car that's in front of my house that all it does is just sit there. That's what it does. It saves the spot in front of my house. And usually once every six months, I'll find a parking ticket on it because if there's something we have here, uh, it's called alternate side. And alternate side basically means you have to get the car off that side of the street so the street sweeper can come down and, and clean the street. So it's been like an hour and a half, uh, usually on Mondays, uh, I have to move the car. And of course, I'll be at work and I'll say, damn, I forgot to move the car again. And sure enough, I'll find a parking ticket on it. So yeah, I, I'm, I got tons of parking tickets. That's cheaper than garage parking. <laughs> yeah, how, mu- how much is a parking ticket up there in New York? Uh, right now, it goes about $55. Dang. That's the going rate. So with the way I look at it, it cost me $55 to park in front of my house for six months. <laughs> and I tell you something, I'd rather take that $55 any day and go over to the Rib Shack Barbecue and get me some of those tasty ribs. <laughs> I, had, I had some just a few days ago. They were pretty good. <laughs> the Rib Shack yeah. Barbecue. As for tickets, I got pulled over one time, and I was playing with the shifter, and with my 69 Fairlane anyway, and I went over the railroad tracks with a stop sign and the cop was sitting there, pulls me over, walks up to the car and says, let's see your license, Alan. So that gives you the idea I probably had too many tickets back <laughs> in the day. Knew him on a first name basis. Yeah. <laughs> so what say, it takes, a, it takes a lot to drive an old police car in New York, which is something I do. I drive a decommissioned police car. Do you really? Oh, yeah. And, and I have... Uh, there's a, always a story every time I drive that car. It's an, it's an old, well, Ray doesn't call it old. I call it old. It's an 08 Dodge, Dodge Honey Charger. The white That's, that car's newer that's than my newest car. Come on. Yeah, but it's, it's got a lot of miles on it. Yeah. <laughs> We're not here. Right, right now, it's got 85,000 miles on it now. But how many hours? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I thought you were going to say... I thought you were going to say you drive an old Dodge 70s, 80, early 80s Dodge Diplomat like they did in Hill yeah, Street Blues. It's just like a cop. It's yeah. flat-footed and breeze-heavy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that car, unfortunately, those cars don't hold up uh, a lot of weight on the New York road. Huh. No one fears them like they do the, the old Charger. But those Diplomats are great. Those cars are awesome. What engine does it have in it? It's got the Hemi. It's got the Hemi? Okay. Ah, okay. Tell us a little bit about Motormouth Radio. What is the premise of your show? Because I know, Ray, when I was looking at your website, you guys do a lot of, unlike my show, because I don't really talk a lot about parts, but you're kind of a parts guru, a repair, mechanical. You you guys kind of do interviews, talk about cars, talk about troubleshooting, all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah, I'll tell you, Chris just uh, instituted, kind of like you do, a live video feed in the studio with Vaughn, uh, Vaughn Live TV. And before that, I mean, going back 10, 12 years before that, I would bring in parts. I brought in a part of a fender. I'd bring in transmission parts. And, and you know, and I'd say, hey, and, and talk about it. And he'd say, you know, you're the only guy that brings, you know, visual aids to a radio show. You're a nut. So now, you know, we photographed them, put them on the website, and now we can do it with video. So I feel it's just part of the, 
Yeah, like if you want to talk about a, a synchro, it's nice to have one in your hand so you can illustrate the teeth. And, you know, if you want to show uh, an input shaft, it's nice to drop it on the bench and say, here's an input shaft. So. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, I think we got to try that sometime. <laughs> well, sometimes I'll bring in an old car magazine, which actually got old car and driver. is a yellow 275 GTS Ferrari on the cover. And the guys are at Fulton Fish Market hanging out with this <laughs> yellow Ferrari and this redhead woman. You know, and so it makes it's on the cover. You remember it. You know, it has a little uh, bit of local history for you guys, and just you know, it's neat anyway. Yeah, and <laughs> so what's good about it is that radio is things apart from, and we have he'll get really, really technical about it. My job is to kind of bring them back down into like layman's terms. So I'm the guy that likes to I like to call it thaw on the sword. So I'll ask Ray like not the dumb question, but I'll ask him the, the simple question just so. Hopefully that all of our listeners will, will participate and get into, get into the whole thing. Because we can get really, really technical and really, really quickly, and after a while, it's like people are completely confused. So it's way up there in the technical level. I kind of bring them back down to like the range term level. He's like, listen, be like listening to Dennis Miller, and he has someone translate. Well, yeah, yeah what happens right. is typically... Typically, when we talk about either Harley Davidsons or when we get into like the cubic inch horsepower, how to make power wars, and we start talking in the clicks and pops and the mnemonics and you know the alphanumeric stuff, and you know car guys understand, you know, 450, 500, or 365, 365. You know, you're talking about lifts. You want to get into lifts and durations. Car guys understand that amongst themselves, but the audience doesn't always. So that's when Chris puts the cane around my neck and says, "Hold on." <laughs> okay. Hey, what do you guys think of the the the, the values of cars these days? Hmm. Wow. Um, I mean, what, what what's hot? What's hot up your way? What's what? What's the norm? What's the average car? To, you know, what type of car do people drive up there when you go to the car shows? Oh, at car shows. Okay. Yeah. So, in other words, where, where I'm going with this is values. We got about uh, six, seven minutes left, something like that. So, we can talk about this for a few minutes. Yeah, we're still very muscle car heavy up here. Of course, okay. a lot of street rods, a lot of '40s cars. We see a lot of custom built stuff. A lot of the, now, recently in the last few years, I've been seeing a lot of that high end stuff. Guys like Troy Tempernier and and guy like SoCal guys that are people who've commissioned cars or gone to the auctions and bought them. And uh, there's always a little bit of that. That's that's out of my range. That's for damn sure. But yeah, the values are up. The the market is up. It's hot. What's uh what's a, what's a real common car up there up your way? When you say muscle cars, what Chevelles, Pontiacs, Fords, yeah, I mean, Chryslers, any of your, any of your a- we have everything. I mean, we have huge Chrysler contingents. We have huge GM contingents. A lot of Ford contingents. Everything is represented up here. AMC's. There's pretty much a little bit of everything. It really is. In the summertime, how often do you have shows up there? Are they like every weekend? I mean, are you guys like, do they, the floodgates are open? Robert, there are so many shows. There's multiple shows, uh, Saturdays and Sundays, because, you know, we got to cram it all in. You guys have a nice season. We, uh, we have to cram it all in before we have another 30 feet of snow. <laughs> yeah, we have a nice season all year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, shows, the show season is, is quite, the calendar is very, very compact. There's a lot of stuff going on. You can spend your whole weekend just going to car shows and cruise nights. And cruise nights all throughout the week now we have. Wow. So, when, yeah. does it, when does it start? Does it start right about now? Is it uh, weather? Right okay. now. Yeah, right about now is right, yeah. All right, so now when you guys, uh, you know, Chris, with your with your Triumph, and uh, and I used to own one of those too, a TR6, and, uh, and, and Ray with your Fiat, do you guys do like foreign car deals? and um, Or would you show up to a car event and it's just kind of a mix of foreign and domestic? I'd say our events are usually more American-based than, than foreign. There's a couple of specialty foreign shows, but not too many. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. We kind of mix it up with everybody, pretty much. So yeah, everybody... Yeah, uh, the favorites. Okay, so everybody's pretty cool about it. What about uh, yeah. rallies? You guys do rallies and uh, stuff like that up there? You know, I have done a number of them. Back in the 90s, I did a couple of rallies, and they just... Chris and I want to start our own. We want to do a Motormouth Radio Road Rally. We've talked about it for a long time, and it's just a pro- it's a big project to get off the ground. So it's it's you know, it's a back burner project for us. What do you know about this Manhattan Car Club thing that's going on up there? Ah, Manhattan Car Club. I I have heard about that. I could probably find somebody who's involved with it if I made a few phone calls. Um, and the stuff I have heard, they told me not to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, no, I mean because what it is is supposedly a bunch of uh, some sort of a club that you join and they and they kind of share co-op uh, high-end exotics. Yes, that's right. And they usually go up into Jersey and drive them real fast. And occasionally you see an ad, an article in the newspaper where someone crashes one or gets a gets a ticket and they threaten to shut the whole thing down. But oh, really? No, but it's still going on. It's it's still a uh, it's still happening. Okay, so there's no drag strips up there in Long Island anymore. Nothing up New York. Why? No, nope. further upstate. Yeah, when you get outside of the island, you go upstate. There are some, but yeah, not not in our downstate area anymore. It's a shame. Uh, other than Englishtown, uh, New Jersey, there's uh, still Raceway Park. That's, that's right. the closest in the tri-state area right now. How far is that from you guys? Oh, I think about sixty miles away. Okay. Yeah, which uh, means it's about two hours. Two hours. <laughs> <laughs> How far are you guys yeah. apart? I mean, you're you're in Brooklyn. Chris is in Brooklyn. You're in Long Island. So you're what about an hour, maybe? Yeah, I have. I mean, you know, Chris, well, Chris makes mm-hmm. the drive every day. I've I've actually made the trip between our houses in eh, probably about forty minutes at night with no traffic. Okay, with no traffic because we always have to determine when the traffic is and when it isn't. So it, if it's if there's no traffic, like Ray says, thirty forty minutes. If there was traffic, it could be thirty or forty days. Okay, right. Right. And and your your radio shows what twice a week or once a week? Twice a week. Twice a week. Okay. Uh, every Thursday and Sunday, noon to one, and it's on a, a, a very nice, very uh, homespun radio station called WHPC. It's on the FM side, ninety point three. And okay. uh, and yeah, it's, it's yeah. because we do we, we do what you guys do. Okay. We do what you guys do, and, and, and we love it. It's it's, it's awesome. Well, plug your radio. We got a, we got uh, twenty seconds left. Plug your radio show real quick. How do people find out about it? Of course, go to the website, MotormouthRadio.com. Uh, we're also on Performance Motorsports Network. We're on iHeartRadio, uh, Vaughn Live TV, and of course on WHPC Live. So that's uh, and there's a link to your show on our show, so people can find you through us if they'd like. So we're all one big happy family. That sounds great. Hey, Ray, Chris, I want to thank you guys very much for coming on. My uh, guests this evening were Ray and Chris from Motormouth Radio. You guys need to come back on again sometime. We'll try to get this a little bit. I know this is spur of the moment, but it worked out okay, even though my, my tooth is throbbing. But in the meantime, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning into Nostalgia Radio and Cars. Be sure and tune in this show for the most legendary and fascinating names every Tuesday at 7 p.m. See you at some of the car shows. Stay safe, drive carefully, and love your families. Good night. You got it. Tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you ten dollars if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. It broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You dumb cracker. Bring on the news to the other side. I'll break like being out.